The following is a presentation of the Six Arrows Radio Network. Ham Radio 360 Podcast. We're going to talk about and learn about WinLink, RMS Express, WinMore, and more coming up. MTCRadio.com presents Ham Radio 360, the podcast. Brought to you by Elecraft. Now, here's your host, Kel Nelson, K4CDN. So, pardon the dust. I've been on the lawnmower for the last few hours, and it's really not that bad, honestly. I, I've got a great mower. I'm really excited, still excited to have that because I got a lot of grass, and the new zero turn really helps knock that out. Although my wife tells me I need to give that responsibility to my 13-year-old son. I, I know I do, really. I know I do. But it's my podcast listening time. I don't know when else I'm going to catch up with all the podcasts I enjoy listening to, but hey, you may be on the mower right now. Maybe the treadmill could be driving back and forth to work or even standing at the sink washing dishes. Appreciate your time. You didn't have to turn this one on, but I'm glad you did because I've got a great show for you. As Christine said in the intro, my name is Kale, and I've been podcasting here at the Ham Radio 360 show for about three years now. Totally stoked to have you here. Whether this is your 76th time being with us or maybe your first, we always have a good time here. We don't take ourselves too serious. We like to have fun. We like to learn along with you as we progress in this just crazy, huge, big, fun hobby of amateur radio. Uh, I'm just coming back off of episode 75. I cannot tell you how much great interaction I had with you all. Man, it was just email after email after tweet after Facebook message after post. Everybody was excited about 75. And, and although we celebrated losing Harold, man, how cool was it to be able to put some new gear into a brand new ham's hands, man? I'm telling you, I just it was just amazing to hear how many people were excited about that. And I know Josh is still just as tickled as he could be. I actually had some people call in to actually they gave in some funds for potentially doing that again. So uh, we've, we've started a little a little uh, savings account over here. If you're interested in doing that, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll gift another new ham here really soon. Hey, speaking of gifting hams, one of the people who were involved with that was our friends down at Maine Trading Company, mtcradio.com. So gracious to help us along with that. And if you're looking for some gear, man, whether it's new or used, if you, maybe you've got something to trade, Richard likes to call himself the king of trades. Matter of fact, I saw just the other day he traded for a sailboat. I don't know what uh, someone in Texas needs with a sailboat, but Richard traded for one. So if you've got something laying around, but you've got your eye on some of those new ICOM rigs, give him a call. Call Richard Lenore down at mtcradio.com. He will make the connection to King of Trades, man. See what he's got for you. You never, ever know. You never know. So give him a call. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Hey, got to tell you, too, the Elecraft KX2 is here. I'm having some fun with it. It's not like I'm out there every day, okay? But I am learning how to operate it. I'm reading the manual. I'm following some cool things happening online with it as well. So uh, be on the lookout for some Kel Adventures with the Elecraft KX2. Really tickled to have that here in the shack. A friend of mine and I have been talking for about the last year about Winmore, Winlink, RMS Express, 
He's helped me get that running to some extent here in the shack, but I've had some questions and I've had a lot of questions from local guys and guys all over the world wanting to know more about Winlink, Winmore, and RMS Express. So Brett and I decided to sit down and have this conversation. Hope you enjoy it. And we're going to get to that right now. Yeah, so Brett, it's great to have you, man. Thank you for coming by the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Hey, brother, it's great to talk to you again, and uh, I think we need to uh, make this a little more often than just our side-to-side uh, conversations <laughs> we have uh, from time to time. Yeah, and guys, uh, Brett's been with us a very long time. I, I don't know where about you came in, but it was really early in the faux time days. Uh, did, I get a lot of feedback, uh, good and bad. I, it's like 50-50 for changing the name. Did changing the name affect the show for you at all, Brett, or was it okay? Or you been okay with the name change? Oh, I've been completely uh, okay with a name change because I just you know think and see the direction that you're going with this. But you know the one thing I'll say just overall about uh, ham radio that there are. You know, everybody says there's, you know, six degrees, six degrees of separation. And what, you know, I sent you an email and I said, Hey, do you know this guy? And you're like, Yeah, I do. And so it's, it's weird because with ham radio, uh, it's such a small community. And so you suddenly realize that, uh, you're just kind of a part of a, a really big ham club across the nation <laughs> or in, or in reality, just kind of around the world. Yeah, it is like that. And the community is just, it's amazing. And it's amazingly expansive. And like everything else, we have the really great guys that you love hanging around with. And then, you know, there's the other guys and we're not going to talk about them because we're a positive focused show here, <laughs> but you're, you're one of the great guys. You're not a good guy. You're one of the great guys. And, and you've been, you've been such a great source of inspiration and support here for the program for so long. I want to just publicly thank you for that. And, uh, come back and say welcome into the show finally i had to um i didn't have to twist any arms all i really had to do was ask hey can we have you come on so i'm really excited to have you here thank you again for being with us hey that's not a problem at all you know anytime i can contribute and help out i've had a lot of uh people come along my side uh during my somewhat short journey into ham radio i haven't really in in when you look at how long I've been licensed as compared to other folks, uh, haven't been licensed that long, but I've had some very influ- influential people come along and just assist me. So any way I can give back, that's, you know, I just kind of count that as, you know, paying it forward. Well, we appreciate that. And through the magic of the internet, we're actually connecting right now. I am on uh, the hotspot in my telephone. Through, or through my telephone, and Brett is on a hot spot in his house. So neither us, neither of us have a real internet connection at our house. So this is like some extreme podcast Skype recording here. So guys, if we have any latency or if it sounds goofy sometimes, we'll do our best to make up for that. But we are both way out in the sticks, and uh, quite frankly, we love it. Do we not? Oh, we do. And, you know, the beauty of that is when you're talking about radio, that makes things extremely quiet because you don't have neighbors generating unnecessary RFI. Yeah. Yeah. And the greatest thing, I don't, I can't even see my neighbors. Uh, one doesn't even live in his house anymore. So it's just completely empty all the time. 
And uh, man, it's it's I love I love country living. Uh, the lack of internet is not the, the not fun, but it's okay. But we're not here to talk about the internet or country living. Actually, we're kind of talking about the internet and kind of talking about country living because it's a great thing to use. But we really want to talk about WinLink and that type of communications with our radios and our computers, which is something that people have been asking me for for over a year and a half now, and most recently. On our local two-meter repeater, I was talking with one of my friends, K4SPA, Wayne, and he said, man, when are you going to do a show about WinLink? And that very afternoon, I came on and I said, Brett, is this something you'd like to talk about? And you have some experience with us, and we're we're hoping you're going to share that with us this time through. Oh, I will try to chime in where I can. (laughs) Uh, You know, there are so many various aspects of this hobby um, some people get in to, uh, you know, bounce a signal off the surface of the moon to someone else on the outside <laughs> the, of the world. Some people just are content with grabbing their HT and talking through the repeater. And it, quite frankly, you know, even though you know, I'm talking with you now, I'm not a guy that will necessarily get on and do a rag chew. Uh, I tend to kind of lurk around the digital side of the bands. And with that, uh, you know, the uh, just looking at the digital side and more specifically just the capability of sending an email from my radio uh, via my computer to practically anyone in the world, it, it just kind of, you know, lit a spark. And that's between the digital side and, and the WinLink side, that, that tends to be where I spend most of the time when I do have the opportunity to, to fire up the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, Brett's a busy guy like me. Uh, and he, he gets on the radio more than Kel does. And that's a good thing because he's the, uh, the smart guest on the show this time. What exactly is WinLink uh, that we're going to be talking about? Okay. WinLink is really a, it's a worldwide, uh, system for sending email, uh, via radio and you can really send it from practically anywhere in the world. It was originally set up with the intent of emergency communications, which is more of uh, where I fall into line. And uh, it's used more for maritime individuals. If you look at the uh, statistics that uh, windlink.org publishes, but it's it's really uh, just a way to communicate uh, without your normal infrastructure of having a radio with a you know DSL or cable modem. You can just send email directly from your radio via your computer to any other operator or individual in the world. Is is WinLink some type of uh, subscription service? Is it a program you have to buy, or is it something that's just kind of a, a what we used to call it freeware back in the day, uh, shareware? Is it something like that, or is it something we have to buy and install on our PCs? Well, it is a a free download, and you can just go to WinLink dot com, and from there, their suggested version of that is what's called RMS Express. It's free on their website. Although they they have a, a suggested you know donation to help support the ongoing uh, development of the software. But really, what it is is you have 
radio operators around the world that just on their own dime set up their own stations to receive this email traffic that you can pass to it. So, and by you passing your traffic from your radio to their uh, particular stations, from there, there's there's multiple options. Uh, you have more the uh, what they call conventional system, where when you send your email and it it hits their station, it'll then either it'll put it into the internet. So you could send it to somebody um, to, uh, for instance, somebody who still has an AOL.com account. You could send you know to your most likely your mother-in-law, <laughs> who who still subscribes to AOL, and uh, you can send an email just directly from your uh, computer and via your radio to your mother-in-law. But then beyond that, it 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 really branches out into three different perspectives. You have just the conventional, like I was saying, where you you could send it from your station to a particular radio station where they'll put it in the internet. But then you can also have what's referred to as a what they call a mesh network. And that is and this is where the emergency communications aspect of it comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh that they have a mesh network. So the you can set up to say that you're going to send this message but it's going to be by radio only. So what these individual WinLeak stations will do is they will send your message via radio to another radio via you know to another radio till it gets to the destination. And then the the third aspect of this is peer to peer. So I can fire up my radio and I can put put in your call sign and assuming we're on the same frequency, I can send a, a message directly from my radio to your radio. And you can do that. Um, well, well, let me, let me hold that question and hope I can remember it because I don't want to get, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, so we've got, right. th- we got three definitive uses for it. Uh, you know, matter of fact, my mother-in-law does actually have a, uh, an AOL email address. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, okay, so uh, she didn't have an internet. Or, she doesn't have the internet at her house anymore either, since they cut their their dial up off years ago. But anyway, um, when link the first three letters W I N, this is where a lot of hams, especially. I don't know. I don't say especially, but there, this is where a lot of hams get hung up with WinLink because it was a program designed and continually used for Windows, not. Linux, not Mac. Are there workarounds? Are there ways that a Linux user can use WinLink? Are there ways that an iOS operator can use WinLink? Uh, with uh, iOS, I, honestly, I don't know. Okay. Because uh, I don't run iOS. I do run Wind or uh, Linux mm-hmm. Mint 18. And using Wine, I can still use WinLink. Okay. Is that something you do a lot, or is it something that you do when you have to? Uh, actually, with my standalone radio, or my laptop that I use just for primary radio use, it is a Linux Mint. And so, yes, I successfully use that. Okay. I'll ask, I know that uh, George, he has a, a really banging uh, MacBook 
that he has windows installed on. I don't know how that happened, but uh, <laughs> I'll find out the answer, guys, uh, about iOS. And if you want to, of course, we always refer you back to our show notes at hamradio360.com. When you get there, this show will be the one at the top. Uh, and, of course, you'll see the, the link there about WinLink. So come on in and check out the show notes. Every show we put the show notes up in the links that we talk about and whatnot here in the program. So we'll find an answer out if there's a workaround for an iOS user. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, Brett. I just thought you may or may not know because I don't know. But I hear a lot about, mm, I don't like it because I can't use it over here. So good answers. Yeah, and with that, I know that there are other ways that you can access the WinLink gateway there are other software applications, and if you go to, to winlink.org, mm-hmm. there might be a solution for iOS users. Okay. Another thing that, since we're kind of talking operating systems and whatnot, this almost seems like something that one of those, when you can find them anymore, I know Jeremy got one back a couple of years ago, the low-cost Windows tablets. Uh, I would imagine that would make a pretty nice little win, WinLink portable system to go out with your KX2 or maybe your 817 or something portable? Uh, correct. I have a WinBook 7, uh, probably similar platform that I have used in the field with my 817 uh, to connect to various WinLink stations uh, when I've been out in the field. So, yes, that's that's also an option. It does not take a lot of uh, CPU power to be able to run WinLink. Okay, so right right at that point, uh, I know that uh, use, you use FLDigi, and I use FLDigi, and it'll run, of course, it'll run everywhere, but it doesn't take a lot of power. It's not a, it's not a you know, resource hog. Would you kind of compare the WinLink software to a light version, possibly, of FLDigi, or is it about the same? Uh, actually, I would say from a CPU consumption, I would say it's less than FL Digi. Okay, okay. Well, it's doing a lot less too. I mean, it's a singular type of process thing, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Now, I don't want anyone to think I've never used WinLink before, but I am not the guy when it comes to answering the questions about the 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 operations of. We tried to use it a few times. I'm not. I can't remember if we ever actually made a connection. I know that my friend David and I here locally uh, went peer to peer, and man, was that cool! As I don't even know what on 40 meters. He's about 45 minutes away from me, Alpha Kilo for India Charlie, and that was really really cool. I wish we would do it some more, uh, but that that was neat to be able to operate. Uh, but it's not just a Nivis thing. It's not a local thing. This can be worldwide. Uh, sending messages to whoever, whomever, uh, through your radio from a computer. What kind of interface are you using between your computer and the the radio that you're actually connected to? Well, I have two options. Uh, Currently on my bench right now, I have the ICOM 7200, which does have a built-in sound card. But as you already mentioned, I also use FL Digi a lot. So because of that, I use a signal link. Therefore, I can use both uh, FL Digi WinLink at the same time. With the IC7200 in particular, it's kind of uh, finicky in using 
two different, you know, with the rig control uh, and sound, sound card operations, uh, it prefers just to have one type of digital interface up at a time. So I'm just really bypassing that right now and just using the signal link and everything works great with that. So very minimal investment. And of course, with WinLink, you have other options besides just using WinLink to connect, or sorry, SignalLink to connect with the WinLink system. Yeah, that's one of the things I kind of wanted to bring out. I'm glad you touched on that. It's not like you have to buy a new rig. It's not like you you have to have a 7200 or a 71 or 7300. Some of those may or may not have the uh, sound car built in, the interface built in. Of course, everybody's excited they brought the 7200 back. I I think I hear them cheering in the background. But uh, a signal link, and you know, I get a lot of flack about the signal link because people don't want to pay $100 for the signal link. Well, let me just fill you in, guys. I've got three. I've never paid a hundred dollars for them. You can find them uh, used, which means they've never been really used before, for about seventy-five bucks on the on the online forums. So minimal investment, just a cable between your computer and the signal link, and the signal link and a computer or in the radio, and, and you're ready to go. You're that's all it takes, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And you know, you can even uh, get crazy, and it, you know, for if you're wanting to really get started in WinLink, it's a minimal investment. You could get a TSNX interface and you could grab your favorite Beosux radio. Uh, if you happen to have a two meter, uh, you know, packet interface in your area and you could connect up right there. Wow. And we're going to, I want to talk about some of those types of options as we continue on, but uh, I want to go back real quick to configuring the software um, we've got the hardware kind of figured out on the front end. Uh, when we download the software, are we going to be just staring at the screen? Is this something that we can find some online demos to help us with to get through? Is it a big chore? Uh, do we? Is it like setting up for Logbook of the World, or is it just a pretty simple? If you can run a ham radio, you can probably set this this software up. Well, fortunately, if you go to uh, winlink.org. They have a tab on their, or a link on their website that's referred to as the Book of Knowledge. And with that, they have quite a few videos there, but also YouTube is also your friend. And there's quite a few videos online on how to configure the software. Very straightforward. You need to know your call sign and your grid square and you are good to go and you can find that at qrz.com by entering your call sign and it'll give you all the information you need about yourself if you don't know what that information is and that is correct absolutely all right so let's uh let's take a break here we'll be right back in just a second we've got brett smith with us his call is kilo echo zero echo whiskey yankee i didn't mess it up i can't believe it it's a zero call i didn't get it wrong we're, we're just tickled to have brett in here tonight with us and we'll be back with him here in just a moment you're listening to the ham radio 360 podcast hi dan kb6nu here Whether you're studying for your tech license or looking to upgrade to general or extra, you should check out my no-nonsense amateur radio license study guides. Written in my easy-to-understand, no-nonsense style, they really are the easiest way to learn what you need to know to pass the test. And they are always up to date. The PDF version of the Technician Class Study Guide is free on my website at kb6nu.com slash podcast. And all my study guides are available in print, PDF, 
Kindle, and EPUB versions. Let me help you have more fun with ham radio. Go to kb6nu.com slash podcast and get started today. We're back with Brett. His call is K-E-0-E-W-Y. And I tried to say it that way. That's actually harder than saying it phonetically. So either way, Brett, we're just totally stoked that you're here with us. Brett's a longtime listener, supporter of the program. And uh, he's actually got one of the really cool digital camo hats with his call sign on it. I understand you dropped it in the driveway. It's the gray one. And you might have had a hard time finding it. Absolutely. You know, that's the beauty of that ACU pattern. It it only works if you're in some kind of rock quarry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, tell us, let's let's stop here for a second. We I want to know a little bit about you and get into the ham radio. We know that you, you've mentioned it. Uh, you're, you're into the uh, MCOM stuff. Is that why you got your license? And, and that's why you're kind of settled there? You're pretty happy with that? Oh, wow. Um, well, like many things... Uh, in life, everything is kind of a uh, crooked road <laughs> to bring you there because, you know, no one in my life was really involved with any kind of ham radio. Uh, the closest thing I can think of is back in the late 70s because you and I are about the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad has CB in, in one of his vehicles. That's about the only exposure I ever had. However, uh, one thing, because uh, like I said, both of us are about the same age, so you will remember uh, in school where you had the nuclear, you know, bomb drills. Oh, and, you yeah. know, get under the desk, don't look towards the, <laughs> don't look towards the, <laughs> towards the windows, and <laughs> cover your head. Yep. Uh, you know, I remember the, uh, you know, little movie trivia here. First PG thirteen movie ever. Uh, Red Dawn. Oh yeah, and you know the people were going in and and they had to, you know, they went in to f- to some friends and what the friend gave them was a radio, mm-hmm. just to, because they needed to find out some information. Yeah, you know I and you know that just kind of as a young you know a preteen that just kind of left a mark. It's like wow, that's kind of serious. <laughs> you know, fast forward uh, today, I am. You know, I live in Tornado Alley um, and kind of monitor Skywarn when that comes up. Um, I am an Army Mars uh, station, uh, participate in that. And just really, you know, being able to get a message out when when I need to, because for several years, I actually worked for a cell phone company. And one thing I can tell you is just the infrastructure, especially around cell phones, Mm -hmm. is very sensitive. And, you know, there are times where the system is overloaded. And of course, south of me, you had the uh, Joplin tornadoes, you know, several years back and infrastructure was just shut down and just getting welfare traffic out to people to say, hey, I'm okay. Uh, I wasn't impacted or, you know, I'm alive, house is destroyed, whatever, you know, that, that just really put an itch in me to go ahead and uh, get licensed and just have the opportunity to be able to get a message out if I needed to. Nice. Well, here we are, and we're talking about getting messages out. So, this uh, this software, Winlink, and the you 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 said RMS Express. Uh, what what does exactly RMS Express mean? What does it do? What is it? Is it Winlink or is it something different? Well, what RMS Express is is it's a software 
that allows you to uh, interact with the overall WinLink uh, network. And with the WinLink network, like I started to say earlier, there's kind of three aspects of RMS. Uh, one of those is where you can send an email to someone at, like your mother-in-law on the AOL account. And when you send it to a particular station, what that'll do then is put it into the what's referred to as the CMS, which is the Common Message Servers. And what that means is there are five servers worldwide. There are two in the United States, one in, I, I want to say it's Nova Scotia, Canada, but it, Eastern Canada, one in Europe, which is just outside of Vienna, Austria, and one in Perth, Australia. So you can send a message uh, to a radio station, and then they will put it in the Internet, and then it'll go to one of those stations where they it will then be put into the Internet and go to the final destination. That's pretty serious. Um, and I, one of the questions I've always had about this is that these people who have these stations who receive this type of traffic, are they just kind of shut down for everything else on HF? Because if, if they're always on, which I'm assuming they are, I guess this is just their contribution to the hobby? Absolutely. Uh, actually, I have uh, – we can, we can touch – dive in a little bit deeper later. But uh, typically when you set up RMS Express, you will go through and determine what are one or two stations that you can connect with successfully. And then – what will happen is all your mail to your email address, which is just your call at winlink.org, it'll kind of collect there, and then you can call into that station and retrieve your messages. But uh, just as a thank you, I sent a message to the person that I often retrieve mail from. And and to your point, yes, that's that's typically their contribution uh, to this uh, to this hobby, because when you look at if you've ever been at field day and you have several people trying to transmit, and if you don't have some serious bandpass filters, you know you're just killing each other's signals mm -hmm. if you're both transmitting at the same same time. So oftentimes this this is all these people do, and you can look at uh, WinLink once you install RMS Express, you can see the hours of operation. But yeah, so, so many of these individuals, their stations are up 24 hours a day just to provide their ser this service. So yeah, that's, that is what they do. So, you know, as a, a goodwill, every, you know, I just have a, a mark or a calendar in, or a mark in my calendar about every quarter just to send a, an email just to the, the person that handles my traffic just to say, hey, thank you for what you're doing. Wow. You know, that, that's a lot to ask of someone, especially uh, if, you know, they like HF. And apparently they probably do because they're, you know, just burning it up with the WinLink thing. But I, that was a question I had, you know, if I, if, if they do this. Uh, what else can they do? So we've been talking a lot about community and we're going to continue to talk about it because we're out doing our best to continue to build that, uh, that sense of community here in the hobby and, and reignited in, in some people. Uh, but boy, that's a given back and that, that cannot be cheap monetarily to keep stations going like that. Cause I mean, you got duty cycle and whatever else, but, but just the time and the maintenance itself, that has to be a quite a chore and, and hats off and thank you very much to everyone who gives back in through the WinLink system. 
Oh, absolutely. Especially because of the station that, uh, you know, I'm kind of in the middle of the country. Uh, one of the, st- I have two stations that I typically pick up traffic from, and one of them is just based down in Houston, Texas, and, and that individual has a pack door modem. So you're looking there, you know, that that individual spent, you know, eighteen eighteen hundred dollars just for a modem, right? Uh, just to supply the service to the community. That's awesome. Well, you know, we all have things that we really like, and uh, we we're glad that that person down there does. <laughs> Uh, I was just gonna say I was able to uh, also uh, uh, last summer I was camping off grid for a week and I was still able to contact that station down outside of Houston from uh, the Black Hills of South Dakota. So you know I, I was able to continue on with my career because I informed my uh, clients that, hey, if you need to contact me this week, uh, I'm out of town. If there's an emergency, here's where to send the email and just try to keep it small because it's going to take me a while to download it. That's awesome. Yeah. So whether you're uh, you're out living off grid, trying to uh, get away from technology and want to check your email, or if you're out in a boat, potentially, or you might just be uh, looking for something new to do, this Winlink thing may be what you're looking for. Winlink.org is where you go to find the software. And you get on there and you're going to want to check out the Book of Knowledge, of course, because it is packed full. Again, uh, Brett, you said that the uh, that YouTube is your friend, and I had a conversation with a, a, a non-ham friend about that earlier this afternoon, um, and it is, because there's some great videos on Winlink that I've actually gone to the shop in town and put on a thumb drive and brought them back home and watched them on my... That's how the country people do YouTube, guys, if you're curious, um, and it works, but uh, I've got them saved, and it really did help get the software set up and get everything moving. Uh, we, t- we touched on hardware. Do we need to kind of cover any more of the hardware uh, regarding getting Winlink ready to go in our shack? Uh, there are several ways that you can interface with a WinLink station because you have everything. If if you go to WinLink.org, they'll have a frequency chart of the stations that are out there. And you literally have everything from 160 meters all the way up to 440. So depending on how you're trying to interact. So this is open to anybody that's licensed, anywhere from a tech to an extra. Uh, if you are looking at trying to reach a local uh, UHF station, you're looking at besides your radio, uh, some type of pack tour or sorry, packet mm-hmm. modem. And with that, you're looking at, uh, you know, a cost of $100 if you go with the TNSX packet uh, modem that you can also build so that might be something for the uh, workbench program because I've built one myself Uh, or you can buy one pre-made or you can go with the old Cantronics TNS as well or if you have something like a a rig like an 817, 857 something that already has a packet on there you can just connect directly with UHF VHF if you're going to use the more uh, the mode WinMore with that, uh, that is software defined, so you would need the signal link. And it has pretty good speed on there, but also realize the FCC uh, regulations that you're looking at 300 baud, so you're n- most likely not going to be sending large files mm. or long emails. 
From there, you're also looking at uh, what's referred to as robust packet, uh, which is uh, kind of a proprietary system uh, modem by SCS out of Germany. They're the ones that also developed the Pactor modems, the Dragon Pactor, you know, Pactor 2, 3, and 4, which 4 is not legal in the United States yet uh, because of the band rate or the baud rate. So you're looking at an investment of around $100 on top of the equipment you already run to either get, if you're on UHF, VHF, for purchasing something like the TNS.X modem or the Signalink okay. for HF. And again, this, is, this isn't something that has to be overly, overly complicated. I mean, in, in essence, it's, at its heart, it is packet radio, which can really confound people like it did me for years. Uh, but it is packet radio, except instead of sending a position report or maybe telemetry for a weather-type uh, service, uh, this is actually sending – and you, you hit on that uh, about a short message or you know not pictures or something – uh, because it is 300 baud, and you just don't want to. There's no need to, you know, log jam the system or have to wait around all afternoon to get uh, a "Hey, I'm okay" kind of an email. Right, exactly. But then when you're also looking at VHF, UHF, I'm fortunate enough that I can hit a local uh, VHF station. So instead of throwing it, uh, sending something at 300 baud on HF to station down Texas, I can send it at 9600 baud on on VHF to a local station and it gets sent to the same place. You got to love that. You got to love that. Now, if Absolutely. if if we Absolutely. Yeah, if we want to like uh look into that sort of thing, you know, making the connection, uh have you found any resources uh, or maybe some links there at winlink.org that give you an idea of what's going on in your local area to connect to? You said that's a frequency chart. Uh, would you, for like, if you were a VHF guy, would you have to know that locally, or is it found online, or do you just kind of tune to that frequency and see what you can hear? Oh, well, what you do is actually from RMS Express, because if assuming you put in your grid square, uh, it'll show you which stations are closest. It'll actually also download... Uh, if you're if you have your computer hooked up online, it'll download a propagation report to tell you which stations are most likely you can connect to on HF. But it also give you the closest stations. And so within within uh, the actual software, if I'm running, say I have my 857 on the bench and I'm running uh, VHF. That I can then it'll show me all the stations in my area based on my grid square. So from there, I will determine you know what's what's what station I can select to try to contact. Now that's pretty slick. I didn't realize that that it would self-populate uh, based on your location. So that takes a lot of the guesswork out of it and keeps it in the keep it simple kale uh, category. I'm liking it even better. Yeah, absolutely. And with that. Uh, like I said, you can go through and determine what's – because it will go through and use the uh, Voice of America propagation estimate. Mm -hmm. it, it's built that into the RMS Express uh, software, so it will tell you which stations you are likely to be able to connect with. So I have – on the HF side, I have two primary – or two 
you know, two primary stations I connect with, one during the day, which happens to be on 40 meters, and one during the night, which happens to be on 80 meters, just because that's, you know, just the way the bands work, that works best for me. You mentioned a few minutes ago about wind mower, and I, I've, I know that term, and I don't know why I know that term. Can you tell me a little bit about what wind mower is? Right. Well, what you have within WinLink, you have several ways that you can actually, the different modes that you can connect to the various stations. You have the Pactor, which I uh, talked about earlier. That is the fastest and most reliable uh, connection that you can have. However, that to do that, that requires about a $1,500 investment just in the modem to be able to do it because it's proprietary. From there, you have HF Winmore, which is uh, just a software-defined TNC that comes delivered with RMS Express. And with that, all you need is a, a signal link. And when you look at the speeds that you get with Winmore, that mode of, of operation, that really falls between the speeds of Pactor 2 and 3. So instead of a $1,500 investment, if you make a $100 investment, uh, you'll get you know comparable somewhere between Pactor 2 and 3. But then you also have, as I mentioned, the VHF, UHF packet that you can either find an old uh, Cantronics TNC off eBay, uh, the TNS dot or dash X that I I built out uh, myself for around a hundred dollars for UHF VHF, and that'll get you about ninety six hundred baud. But then there's also one more option, which is referred to as Telenet. So if you have a high-speed connection at your house or even, as we're talking, (laughs) on two hotspots, you can actually just send it just through Telenet, which is just it immediately bypasses your radio and just sends a message directly through Internet. So it's just like normal email. Just like a TCP IP connection, I guess, is what somebody would maybe call that. Yeah, correct. Okay. I'm not really that smart. I just kind of put two and two together. You'll have to forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) Not a a problem. Okay, so uh, let's take a break here, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about getting this thing running and what we can do with it once it is running on our machine. We've got Brett with us. His call is Kilo Echo Zero Echo Whiskey Yankee, and we'll be back on the Ham Radio 360 podcast. You you guys know that we're all over social media, right? I mean, Facebook is sometimes very trying, <laughs> but I know a lot of you are there. No hate for that. It's just I don't have time all the time for that. I enjoy Instagram. Favorite is Twitter. But the other day I saw something really cool come across Instagram. November 1, Tango Hotel Charlie set up in his yard with his brand-new Kenwood TM281 and his N9TAX antenna, his portable antenna, just doing some outdoor portable operations, two-meter FM stuff. Really cool. And what kind of excites me about that is that I've got a spare TM281 now, just kind of waiting for a project. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I love those radios, man. I have a couple of them. They always perform really well. Front-firing speaker, high power, easy to operate, easy to program. This just what you're looking for in a brand new two meter rig. Hey, if you need one of those or anything else from Kenwood, make sure you visit with our friends down at mtcradio.com. And thanks again to November one Tango Hotel Charlie for those great picks, man. Enjoy checking that out there on the Instagram. All right, Brett. So we have the RMS Express Winmore Winlinks stuff installed on our computer. 
but now what do we do? I mean, we put our call sign in and our, our grid square, that's it. And then it just starts working or, or what else do we have to do? Well, once you do that, you will go through and on, on your RMS express, it'll have a list of stations. It'll be a tab, uh, towards the top and you can, it'll tell you what's the closest one to you or just based on, uh, HF propagation, here's one that you're most likely going to connect with. At that point, you have the option to either put in the call sign of another ham operator that you want to send the message to, or an individual that you want to send an email to, or if you really want to freak your kids out, because every cell phone has the ability to receive email. So, for instance, if you're on Verizon, it's the phone number at vtex.com. You can put that in there, and you can. It's just like using any type of email protocol, like you know Outlook or Thunderbird, anything like that. And you send it, fire up the radio. It'll tell you where you need to set your dial. And it'll make the connection and send that email for you. Okay. The, you just said something that really intrigued me. You said set your dial. So when when you go on to the software and it determines where you are and you're looking to make a connection, it tells you what frequency to tune to? Uh, that is correct. Uh, each station has a what's referred to as a dial frequency, but there's also a 1500 hertz offset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you will see two frequencies on the RMS software. You'll see one that's referred to as the center frequency and one that is a dial frequency. So if you think of running FL Digi and you're meeting somebody at you know 1200 or in this case 1500 on the waterfall, mm-hmm. that's 1500 hertz above the frequency that you're on. So you know hypothetically if the dial frequency was, you know, 7,000 uh, kilohertz, your dial frequency would be 7001.5 for the actual dial frequency. But it'll, t- it'll, it'll tell you where you need to actually put your radio dial, your VF, VHO. So the, the, the funny thing here, and guys, if, if this is going to confuse you, just don't listen for a second, but it's almost like an automatic offset for a VHF radio, it tells you where to. It tells you what to do. It it knows where to go. Absolutely, it, exactly. So it's yeah. It, it's kind of like the offset if you're hitting a repeater. That the repeater is at one frequency, but when you key down, you'll see a different frequency yeah. because of the offset. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, so it's that smart. So not only is it smart enough to take our grid square in and know where we are and know the closest or the best places for us to get our information to, it also even tells us what to put our VFO tuned to. Now, if you have a rig-controlled radio, which I do not, but if you have one of those fancy rig-controlled radios, does it do that for you? I cannot answer that just okay. because I also do not have one of those fancy <laughs> rig control radios. Okay, I, I don't. I've never used rig control, so you know I live out in the country. It's okay, y'all. If you like it, let us know. We're we're, we're curious if you use rig. We could probably do a whole show on rig control because I have no idea about anything to do with it. Well, my radios are built in the nineties. I mean, we didn't have. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I finished school the same year my HF rigs were made, so it's okay. Um, now, when when we get in there and we get ready to send our message, we're following these prompts in the software. Um, I mean, is it just like a press send and let it go? Is there any way to monitor if the message was sent and received? Do you get like a you know a confirmation fax back or anything? Well, that's the beauty about uh, RMS Express. Uh, when you're looking, if if you can send the message and the other re- uh, station is replying back, when it goes, it, it will send you a confirmation. But the the beautiful part about it is you know it made it there 100% intact because when you hit start, your two machines hook up and they kind of perform a, a HF handshake and they exchange data back and forth. And if for some reason, and, and you know, without getting too technical, um, the receiving station sends a checksum saying, here's based on the data that you just sent me, uh, this is what I received. Uh, is that what you sent? And if your station says, yes, that's what I, I received, it'll send the next batch of data. However, if those numbers don't, those checksum numbers do not match up, it'll it'll repeat back and say, "No, here's what I sent." So that's that's the the great part about it. It's a hundred percent. It's not like where you're sending something in FL Digi and you you know choose your mode, right. where you're sending something and you know suddenly there's some kind of uh, you know band disruption and you drop out like you know. 10 characters and you can kind of read between the lines and see what the individual was saying, or maybe you just lost everything. Uh, with this, it's either all there or it's not there at all. That's awesome. And, and okay, let's say if it can't connect, it'll come back and say, uh, unable to connect or will it put it in a queue to try again later? Or, or is that just a software setting? Either one of those choices. Uh, if it does not connect, because uh, you will hear an audible response, or you'll see it in the uh, in in the waterfall that's provided with uh, RMS Express, uh, you'll see the other station replying back. If it doesn't, if, if for some reason if it doesn't connect, yeah, it, the message uh, stays in your outbox until you try to connect again later, or you go find another station where possibly you can send that message. Okay, you said outbox, and everyone's familiar with that, especially for the the old AOL dial-up guys. Um, is that something? Is I mean, this without looking at it, I mean, does this feel like Thunderbird or maybe the old school email that we used to have back in the early to mid nineties? I mean, it, we we know it's email over RF, uh, but does the uh, does the interface feel like that? Absolutely, it, you have your inbox, your outbox. Uh, your sent items, uh, everything is there. And that's so it, it's, it really just looks like a, an email client. And that's what's so funny because nowadays, even on these, these hotspots, when you press send, you know it's gone. Unless it's a big PDF or something, it might take a minute or two. But we never have to go look in our outboxes anymore. I remember having to look at an outbox. And, uh, you know, maybe that's some of the charm that's attracted me to this WinLink thing is to kind of go back a throwback, if you will, back to the early computing days of the late 1990s. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this, but I'm guessing that that's about the same time maybe 
this type of communications between radios in this form was was founded? Uh, yeah, from my understanding, uh, just I, I believe that, that this has been around since the late 90s, uh, and it's really just kind of come around uh, with some advent uh, technology where they they made sure that there was a mesh network that kind of put the internet out of the equation that if you needed to send a message that you could just do it from these various stations radio by radio um, so with with winlink with them being able to communicate everything radio by radio it's actually a department of defense authorized now uh, army mars or any mars really air force mars can utilize the system because uh, they took out the internet equation if if for some reason the internet was not there uh, so with it being uh, completely a mesh network you know the just the ability to send a message from point a to point b even though it goes through three or four stations mm-hmm. uh you know it's it, it's an incredible system how uh you, you spoke of robust packet not trying to talk about robust packet but how robust is winlink in getting the message to where it goes uh i'm assuming you're going to say if the if the receive the initial receiving station can hear it, it's going to get to where it needs to go. But uh, are there enough stations around for people with with say uh, just a basic HF with an eighty or forty meter yep. antenna in their yard? I mean, is can can they connect with these things easily? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you should be able to connect. You'll you'll find hundreds of stations across the United States, uh, especially on the coast, because a lot of the traffic that's passed is more maritime because you have sailors out, be it recreational or cargo, that are even looking for weather reports, which that's that's another aspect of RMS Express that we can we can talk about is what what additional information can give you. So there's a lot of uh, ship to shore traffic, but you have stations uh, all over. Just even in my area, typically you will find the Pactor stations along the coast. Mm-hmm. But I even have one here in the middle of Missouri. I'm, I kind of scratch my head because <laughs> typically when you look at Pactor, that's usually <laughs> You know, sea going vessels, uh, but you know, for some reason, this particular station in the middle of Missouri decided they wanted to offer that service as well. So, you know, salute to them. Uh, perhaps, you know, bands are going along and they're getting traffic from it could be Great Lakes or maybe something along the, the Mississippi or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm curious. Uh, I mean, and we talk about this a lot with the advent of technology, smartphones, PCs in our pockets. Is this a system that is just, you know, just a couple of geeky guys around the U.S. that use it, not counting the maritime stuff, but just your typical hams? Is this something they like to play with, or is it something that people are, besides the ones hosting the the nodes there, is this something that people are serious about and they utilize it a lot, like an everyday kind of a thing? Well, I think a lot of people do use it every day. Uh, When you look at 
RMS Express, they have some additional built-in forms that you can use. So uh, it's tailored for emergency communications, like Aries, Races, Mars, Shares. Uh, they have built-in forms uh, that they they typically use, for instance, like on FL Digi. So instead of just sending something over FL Message with those forms, you know they they utilize RMS Express, but it it also has some you know real world application as well, especially in income. But even you know like myself, I mentioned earlier that you know last summer I was up in the Black Hills, South Dakota, Wyoming region. There was one spot at the particular campground that we were at that when you walked up there, you could send a text about 50% of the time. <laughs> so as an IT guy myself, I enjoyed that because I wasn't being bombarded. Uh, I was able to get away from that <laughs> aspect of technology. But at the same time, I was able to, hey, you know, we can't even see what the weather is going to be like tomorrow. I was able to receive weather reports via RMS Express for our area for the next day so we could somewhat plan our activities. Now, that is really cool uh, because I'm a weather uh, – is it just inherently for ham radio guys to be interested in the weather? I don't know. Uh, it's springtime, so right now everybody is interested in the weather. Was it like a weather fax or something you were receiving? How? I mean, was it? It wasn't a radar, uh, a live radar shot. Was it just a forecast somewhere you knew to knew where to go and ask for this, or is it something that just is is populated and people can pull it down when they're interested? Uh, it's actually within. Uh, it, it's a forecast, and it's based on depending on your area. Uh, your geographic region. Sometimes they'll have something for an entire state. Sometimes they'll lump uh, several states together. But that is a requested. Uh, you can go into RMS Express and request to get an update about that particular region. And so with that, it'll it'll populate that request in your outbox. You'll send it to an RMS station. Wait about five minutes contact another station or the same station you just did and you will get back the the reply so you'll get back a weather forecast it just comes in a short form email Uh, that is correct i didn't realize that that's really awesome are there other things like that that you can do with uh, rms express winlink that i haven't even considered asking you about uh, you can receive again, you know, original intent or original audience was more maritime, so you can get title charts for specific areas, hurricane alerts. I'm trying to think of other things, uh, solar flare information, so HF propagation reports. Mm-hmm. Just there's a lot of a lot of information on there that you could receive. But again, I will stress: remember, you're running at 300 baud, so. <laughs> You might want to keep your your request, you know, at a minimum, unless you're running on some kind of uh, good uh, battery system. Yeah. So let's say we're set up at a campground with uh, with full utilities, and and we're just kind of interested in what we can hear because we're bored, right? And uh, is there a particular way you make that request? You said you put it in your outbox. I mean, do you? How do we know what to put in our outbox to have that sent back to us? Uh, within RMS 
uh, express there is a capacity to uh, you're making a query of their overall system and on there it, it'll it'll say what kind of report are you looking for are you looking at HF propagation reports are you looking for weather for certain areas are you looking for tidal charts uh, so it, and it'll it'll spell out what what exactly you're looking for. Now, see, that's the kind of stuff I love, Brett, because it's doing it the hard way, but it feels like you've done something when you've done it the hard way. I like that. That sounds really, really cool to me. Well, it was it was nice because, like I said, in that particular you know camping adventure, I'm working there with a couple SLA batteries, uh, a solar panel. And my 857 with my laptop, Signalink, all that good stuff, you know, got a rock, got a antenna up into the air. And, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm communicating and, and finding out what's going on, uh, what information we need to know just based on our, you know, family outing up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really cool. I had no idea it could do that as well. I, I know that uh, I guess let's say that you had a buddy that was at home and knew that you were on vacation. He could also be uh, sending stuff to you if if were you know there was was a pending forest fire or uh, severe weather possibility like we just lived through this last week. Uh, you're out in the middle of nowhere. There, there's a very good chance that you could have a friend to say, "Hey, I know that Brett's out there. Let me send him this message." via email to kind of give you a heads up that would be any time that you logged into the system your mail would be waiting on you i'm assuming so as often as you came into the system would be as often as you got your messages retrieved absolutely but then there's that that other option uh which happened several times while i was up there uh friends knew that I was out there, and I was able to actually just ins- bypass the entire Winlink system and just connect directly to their radio, bypass all infrastructure, send an email directly from my PC via my radio to their PC via their radio. And that's what I want to talk about in our next segment. We're chatting with Brett Smith. That's the really cool thing that I'm so glad we got to. His call is Kilo Echo Zero Echo Whiskey Yankee. We're talking Winlink from winlink.org. <laughs> that didn't want to come out. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast. Springtime sale happening at Ellacraft.com forward slash specials. Check them out to save on all of their rigs. Even shipping a free mic with the brand new KX2 or KX3. Free UPS ground shipping as well to the U.S. on all April specials. Again, remember, Ellacraft.com forward slash specials. All right, so we teased right there at the end of the last segment uh, about going peer-to-peer, bypassing all infrastructure, which is really, if you're out there thinking some serious in-com communications, emergency communications, uh, this is the bread and butter for you right here. So, Brett, you said you were camping out in the middle of nowhere, uh, no cell signus- signals to speak of at all. And uh, you had your SL- I guess you were dry camping. You said you were running SLA batteries, so uh, you were full blown dry camping. I guess. 
Oh yeah, I was actually. You know, the funny thing was, uh, I had a little car emergency, and I had to actually run over to Rapid City, and that's where I got a text from you back then. <laughs> uh, we texted a little bit when I actually had cell phone reception. Yeah. You know, so I was down in the big city of the area, <laughs> and actually had cell phone coverage. But yeah, for the most part, when I was up where we were at, uh, there was no cell coverage whatsoever. And so through that, you know, I I made several. Several connections with friends that knew I was going to be up there, and we disconnected directly and just bypassed all infrastructure. Now, how does that work? I mean, do you tell Winlink that, uh, or RMS Express through Winlink that, hey, I am going, I want to go peer to peer. I don't want to go through any of the networks. Is there a specific place or way to tell it you want to do that? Yes, there is. Uh, when you're looking at uh, the way you want to connect, uh, it'll say I don't. Uh, sadly, I don't have it up in front of me. Sorry, <laughs> but it, it's whether you're wanting to connect via packet, Pactor, robust packet, win more. But then, as you go further down, you'll see okay, packet peer. It'll be P to P, or Pactor P to P, or win more P to P. So peer to peer. There's also radio only, which I already described, where uh, that message will only be delivered via radio. Right. Uh, we'll never touch the uh, internet as well. So yeah, in this particular situation, what we did is we had designated uh, a handful of frequencies. So our radios were on the same frequency. Um, and I would select uh, Winmore peer-to-peer or P2P. And with that, I would put in the person's call sign of who I was trying to contact, already having an email for them in the outbox. And I would just uh, start that connection and the two radios make a handshake and send that message on along without ever touching any other infrastructure. Now, we don't do any encryption at all on amateur radio. Someone, if someone were on the same frequency and knew that that was a Winmore email from RMS Express Winlink, uh, could they at the same time get that message down, or would they have to be that particular station that you're calling that you entered their call sign in to get that message? It, exactly. If if you you would have to know the person's call sign. To be able to get that, you otherwise you'll just see the the traffic going across, and you you'll see that there is uh, some type of win more connection going on. But you're unlike where uh, FL Digi, where you can go over to you know like fourteen zero seven zero, or everybody kind of hides out for uh, PSK, right. and you can see everybody's traffic. Uh, with win more, you can't do that. Okay, well that's really cool because I mean. It's not that you're passing anything you don't somebody that that it matters, but it's just it's a curious uh, object there that you can do that, and and when you say peer to peer, I mean that literally means you and the the receiving end are on the same frequency, and they're going to be the ones that get the email you sent. I mean, which it only makes sense because it takes so much time to move it over three hundred baud. It's not like everybody wants to see it anyway. Yeah, oh, exactly, and most of the time it's. You know, in in my case, it's, hey, uh, made it to our destination. Everything's going great. Uh, Great time with the family. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, cool, cool stuff. Now, I have 
what little experience I have with Winlink and RMS Express is this right here, exactly what Brett just described, and that is my friend David, who lives about 45 minutes north of me at the northernmost point of the upstate of South Carolina in Spartanburg County. Uh, he and I connected via RMS Express peer-to-peer on 40 meters, and it was like a very slow instant message from American Online way back in the day. Uh, but it was the handshaking of the computers there. Uh, we were on the same frequency. Of course, we were coordinating with either Zello or text. I can't remember. But we were chatting back and forth away from the radio, but using our rigs and our PCs here in each of, each of our shacks to make that connection. And it was really stinking cool. And it was Nivis on top of everything else, which made it even better. Yeah, it's it's really fun if you have several friends spread throughout the country like I do, and we just have you know a handful of designated frequencies, and you know you know weather permitting, we'll just kind of leave our stations up, and everybody knows it, and so you'll just be kind of walking by the shack, and you'll see you know suddenly your radio is transmitting, and you're not in there <laughs> because someone's hooked up with you with RMS Express, so it's you know first couple times. It'll kind of uh, take you by surprise, but it is a really, really cool technology. And is it the same? uh, Is it the same checksum uh, means of operating? Whereas your message won't go through unless your entire message kind of goes through it and makes sure it gets all the way through, even with the peer-to-peer, like it is with the going through the different nodes and whatnot through the the regular system. Uh, Yes, that's correct. That it's that's. Again, the beauty of RMS Express, in this case, Winmore, uh, in the particular example we're talking about, uh, it either all goes through or nothing goes through. Nice. And and I could see a very valid use for this with emergency communications from an EOC out to someone in a disaffected area to be able to push traffic around um, if you had made those connections and excuse the pun previously or before you had any troubles uh, which comes back to what we're always talking about and that is doing what we've been licensed to do right and and you know it's it's not just even when you're talking about those uh, disaster situations. Let's take Katrina. That's that's a great example. Infrastructure was just wiped out um, down in New Orleans, and you know ham radio operators got down there, and what they were doing was going through and sending email welfare traffic uh, to uh, family members mm-hmm. and letting them know that you know. Every you know this person's okay because they couldn't send out a text message or an email right. because the infrastructure was wiped out in New Orleans. But they could communicate with a RMS station that was outside of the affected area, where they would then that message would then be put into the internet and you know go to the the family member, friends, whoever of the affected person. Okay, so as a newly appointed assistant EC for our local Aries group, this just as importantly as the Arden Project and uh, Packet Radio, APRS, this is something that a large majority of the audience who is involved in Aries, they're probably already there in their local area. Uh, I could see so much potential for this to help out in Aries, in races, in your even in your local club working to uh, 
complement the local communications scene? I mean, this is really something we probably should all be participating with to some level, at least know how to use it if you have to kind of a thing. Yeah, and if you're familiar with FL Message, where they already have a lot of the areas and races forms that they utilize in those organizations, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of those same forms within RMS Express that you can fill out. And what it what actually gets sent is not the actual form, but it's just the XML from right. you know with, trying to get too too technical. But the XML <laughs> is what it sends, and when the uh, receiving station opens up, it'll pop up their web browser, and it'll have all that data populated in the proper form. That's awesome, and uh, that's all built into the RMS Express software. Nothing we have to go pull out or or make fun, you know, make fun. Uh, templates in 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 any of those crazy Microsoft Office softwares. Exactly. Yeah, it it, it comes delivered with that. You know, for, uh, within your download. Excellent, excellent. And it's uh, it's winlink.org. And what's working right now for you and what I've used and installed here in the shack is the RMS Express through Winmore. And uh, it's it's really neat stuff. I tell you, man, David and I we were. We eventually got on the telephone while we were still messaging each other peer to peer, and we were just like little kids, so excited we were doing this thing, just because of the fact we were doing it. So, if if you're listening and you've got an HF rig or maybe a VHF rig, you can do the same thing, and you've got somebody close enough if you're VHF or somebody far enough away if you're on HF to do some Nivis work. Um, this is something I want to encourage you to try because what little time I've spent with it, and guys, it's been just a little time. I'm talking, you know, maybe a couple of Saturday afternoons. And then we to get it finally working, uh, just because Kel's a little slower than the average bear. It's a blast. It's a load of fun. And Brett, I know that that you're you're all in, man. I mean, this is like your thing when it comes to ham radio. Yeah, I I definitely you know this just being part of the digital package that I I uh, kind of find myself more involved with you know because again going back to the camping trip i i I realized that uh you know it it takes a lot of power to send out a hundred watt voice communication and it doesn't take a lot of power to send out five watts on digital right yeah and and, you know like going all the way back to the old days it's the uh the the digital mode of the digital mode is the choice of the low power guys. So whether it's Morse or something out of FL Digi with one of those modes, or even this Winlink thing, uh, it, it's a great way to communicate with a very low power, uh, and it doesn't take up a whole lot of bandwidth either. So it's it's not too bad for the uh, for the guys that are out there sharing frequencies. Oh, absolutely! It's you know, I ever since that trip, I've really looked at power consumption and and just realizing how costly it is to uh you know key the mic as opposed to hit enter on the keyboard (laughs) any words of wisdom you can leave us with maybe even things we haven't covered yet uh about this about this software maybe something i forgot to ask uh before we go is there something we might have missed or is there uh, anything that you've learned from your personal experiences that you know everybody either wants to know or needs to know well i think it's just more on what I've just discovered on the uh, kind of just kind of, uh, go with what we were just talking about on power consumption. You know, I remember on your last show when you were talking with Josh and you were just talking about uh, how the bands have just been kind of trashed lately. And uh, well, they have been for 
for voice, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm in flyover country and, you know, same time that you're talking about the bands being, you know, trash and I can sit there and, and send, uh, uh, you know, a, a five watt transmission, uh, peer to peer to my friend Randy in, in West Virginia or, or my, you know, my friend Kathy up in Oregon, you know, on 10 Watts. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, when you look at the digital side, just how much less power it takes and, you know, digital just seems to cut through even when the bands are bad. Right. It, and I'm not just talking about RMS overall, just, just overall, any type of digital communication it seems to cut through. And, and guys, if you're not involved in digital or you, you, you don't really, you're not there yet. It's okay. It, it's not as complicated as it may sound. If you're new to this, uh, it, it's really a, a very small investment to get going. You just need a like a, a small laptop. It don't even have to be. I mean, you can run an XP machine. We're not talking about a Windows 10 machine here. We're talking about very little horsepower under the hood for the computer, a connection between the computer uh, software type uh, interface to go, or a hardware interface to go between the computer and the radio, and and you're up on here and using digital modes. We've been focusing on the RMS Express Winmore WinLink system, uh, but there's a lot of them out there. And if that's something you might not have tried yet, uh, it's like Brent says, they'll work when a lot of other things won't, and they're really pretty stinking fun too. Absolutely, and it's it's a lot easier when, when compared to a voice where you're catching every third word of the person you're speaking with <laughs> as opposed to you know being able to just read out on the screen everything the person is uh, typing. Wow. Well, I tell you what we're going to do is uh, again I'm going to I'm going to shift you back over to the website hamradio360.com. They'll have in the show notes there. I I'm pretty sure that Julian the Survival Tech Nord does some stuff with Winlink or some type. I know he does a lot of FL Digi. Uh but I am positive that the comms prepper guy and I I can't remember his name. I just know him by his YouTube screen name cuz I've downloaded some of his Winlink videos. Uh he does a lot with WinLink or has done some videos in the past with WinLink. So those are always interesting. And of course we'll have those linked in our show notes. Oh yeah. Hank is a good guy. There it is. It wouldn't come out, but I knew it. So <laughs> yeah, it does, does a lot of great uh, videos. Once again, two degrees of separation. Yeah, there you go. And, and that's Kale downloading the videos when he's at the shop and bringing them home and watching them. And I'm going to just go ahead and say this out loud just for what it's worth. Don't let Survival Tech Nord or Comms Prepper mess you up. These guys are making some top-notch videos for you and the hobby. You need to be taking advantage of what they're putting out there. So if you're interested in some of this, um, there's a lot of resources. We'll pull as many as we can and put those in the show notes for you to be able to kind of maybe get a, a better understanding or actually see a lot of people learn by seeing. So to give you some visual representations as well, Brett, man, thank you very much for uh, burning your bandwidth here with us on this call again. Uh, thank you again and again and again for the support of the show and being here with us, man, it's just been a great time to have you here helping us learn about this WinLink thing. I, I know that, that Wayne's going to be happy. Wayne, this, this show's for you, man. So thank you for listening and uh, that's K4SPA, by the way. And uh, just, again, I can't say thank you enough for all you've done for the show on and off the air and being here with us to share your knowledge about this particular topic. 
Hey, that's not a problem at all. Thanks for, uh, like I said at the beginning, just thanks for, you know, having me on. It's a good excuse for uh, the two of us to catch up. Yeah. And if anybody, uh, you know, has any questions for me, uh, just send them to, uh, you know, my call at winlink.org. I'd be happy to help out anybody any way I can. I like how you put that in there. That was good. Utilize the system to contact me about the system. <laughs> Absolutely. That was slick, man. I didn't even think about that. Okay. I'm the world's worst procrastinator, and I've got to get my stuff plugged back in because it's almost field day, so I can unplug it and take it back to field day. But thank you. Maybe we'll catch up on Winlink here pretty soon. How about staying on me so I'll have an excuse not to make an excuse to uh, to communicate with you? How's that? Hey, that sounds great. We'll make it happen. Okay, my friend. Kilo Echo Zero Echo Whiskey Yankee. Brett Smith, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right, 73, and God bless. Well, thank you for coming by, spending this time with us. We're really excited to have had you here. Hope you come back if this was your first time. Uh, Maybe you want to subscribe so you don't have to worry about when it happens again. Actually, we do this every Tuesday, but, you know, we'll take a subscription here and there as well. Hey, don't forget you can review our show on your favorite podcast player. But if you're going to do anything, just let us know you like the show by sharing it with your buddies. Maybe you've got someone that you work with or you know that is kind of interested in ham radio. We've got some great shows for that. Click the Start Here tab. It's all there, hamradio360.com. That's the easiest thing to do. You can do everything there. You can subscribe. You can catch up with us on social media. Check out our back catalog. Look at the workbench and get involved in the forums, whatever. It's all there, hamradio360.com. I'm going to go. Thank you again for listening. Appreciate you being here and hope we can do it again really soon. God bless every one of you in 73, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Ham Radio 360 podcast, brought to you by Main Trading Company, Paris, Texas, and by Elecraft.com, hands-on ham radio. To learn more about the show, visit our website, hamradio360.com. 73s, y'all. Hello? (laughs) What are you doing here? You didn't even turn the lights on. Here, let me get that. What's happening? Why are you, are you like me, stuck on the lawnmower and you can't change to go to a different episode or something? (laughs) You're not in the twilight zone. I actually stuck this at the end of the show. If you've waited this long, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This is, uh, this is just a little time I thought I would toss here at the end of the show that well, I didn't put it in the in the program. But uh, if you're still here, man, you're freaking awesome. So thank you, or ma'am. I, I say man a lot, but it's it's, it's gender neutral. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop, Kale. All right. So uh, on the Facebook group earlier, I think it was last week, uh, Wendy, who is a a member of our Facebook group, passed her exam. Now. Wendy's last name has more letters in it than George's does. So I'm not even going to attempt that, okay? But I do know that she lives in Canada, which is really cool. And her test is different, you know, than ours. So congratulations to Wendy. We can't wait to get your call, figure out, uh, figure out what's, you know, 
however they do that up there. I think it's going to be Victor Echo 3, but I'm not sure. Uh, in addition to uh, Wendy uh, passing her test, of course, I don't have everybody that passed her test, and that's not really what this is intended to be, but I wanted to bring that out. So congratulations, Wendy. I, I did have some contact with some of you. I've heard a lot from you guys listening to the show who have found the other show, Modern Christian Men, and like it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing as well with your friends who may be interested and additionally, I got emails from people that were all stoked about Josh and the giveaway there from our genuine, our genuine, <laughs> I can't even talk. Thank goodness this isn't the regular program. Our generous listener who helped fund that. We've got some funds now in a savings account for a additional uh, new ham that we are going to be looking towards helping with some new gear. I just want to kind of give some names and calls here from people I've talked to uh, via email. Uh, I'm I'm real, real, really still in the email. I mean, I love Twitter. It's a lot of fun, but I can't keep up. It's so fast, right? And Facebook is just kind of overwhelming sometimes. Launching this new show too has kind of, it. everything just kind of runs together. So I went back through my email list because that's the most sacred and uh, easiest, I guess, for me to connect to and understand and found these. I want to say thank you very much for connecting with me over the last two weeks or so to let me know what was going on with you. And thank you for, for doing that because I love hearing from you guys. When I say I say it during the show, right, I'm like, oh, man, we love hearing from you. It's the truth. It's not, I'm just not making it up. I mean, those little voicemails that you do when you click the speak pipe button on the web page, totally love them. Yeah. So thank you. Whether you email, speak pipe, tweet, Facebook, I am all of those things. I will tell you this. I'm not a Facebook messenger user, so I only connect to the messenger thing on my computer. So if you message me, I'm not going to get right back to you unless I'm standing in front of the PC. Uh, It's not that I don't like you. I get email on my phone. But I'm not doing the Facebook instant messaging. Don't ask why it's none of your business. I just don't want to. There you go. So uh, Sean, Kilo, Charlie, 2, Lima, Whiskey, X-Ray. Nice to hear from you, man. Randall from up the road here. November 4, Juliet, Romeo, Papa. Steve, Alpha, Delta, Zero, Juliet, Juliet. Nice call and appreciate the email. Brian, Whiskey, 4, B-R-Y. Thank you. Steve, who is scheduled to come on the show here with us pretty soon. His call is Whiskey, 7, Victor, Oscar, Alpha. Yes, that is V-O-A. And uh, that's going to be an interesting call. Looking forward to that one. Chris, Kilo Delta 4, Peanut Butter Jelly. You've probably only heard that 40 or 50 times in the last 30 days. Uh, Chris, just call us KD4, Papa Bravo Juliet. And Andre, KG5KRT. That's the uh, the list I could come up with. Thank you very much, everyone. I'm really happy that you like the show. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing and looking forward to keeping this ball rolling. That's it. That's all I got to say. You don't want to do the. I got this new board and it's got these effects. Here it goes. There it is. I'm going to go now. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. It's just a new toy, and uh, very grateful to have it. God bless you, every one of you. I really, really dig you, and thank you for listening. I'm waving. I don't know why, because you can't see it. It's audio only, Kel. We'll catch you next time, 73.